Welcome to the Snowboarding Podcast, All I Really Need to Know I Learned from Snowboarding. I'm Chris Rogers. And I'm Nick Alfieri. This is the podcast where myself and Chris talk about all the life lessons we've learned from snowboarding, not just the good ones, but some of the struggles we've had along the way. So please stay tuned for this week's episode. All right, in this episode of All I Really Need to Know I Learned from Snowboarding, we're talking about emotional intelligence. Yes, we are. We set it up last time in our last episode about how this is one of the most important skills a good instructor can have. So today, I think we're going to jump into what is emotional intelligence, and then next week, we'll get into ways that you can improve your skills in the emotional intelligence realm. Before we get started, I just wanted to read the definition of what emotional intelligence is, which I thought was really good, and set us up for some good conversation, which would be emotional intelligence is the capacity to be aware of control and express one's emotions and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathically. So when we talk about emotional intelligence, a lot of this is coming from the research that Daniel Goleman published in 1995 that talks about the concept of emotional intelligence and the idea that it's the ability to understand and manage emotions and that understanding your emotions helps increase your chance of success. Yeah, I see good instructors all the time or the people who I think have the best understanding of their emotions because sometimes being an instructor teaching can be fairly emotional. I think that's why we feel tired sometimes at the end of the day is not because we worked a really hard day physically, but we worked a hard day emotionally because we're responsible for everyone else's emotions in the group and we're responsible for our own emotions. And sometimes we have to control our emotions and people are in a stressful situation and we can't add to that stress. So I think that this is why it's one of the most important skills an instructor can have. And I think that really ties into why PSIA and ASI have really focused on the people skills corner for the last couple of years. It's become a really hot topic because it's such an important skill. And for so long, we've said, we can teach people how to ski and snowboard. We're pretty good at that. And we can teach people how to, how to teach. We're, we're pretty good at that. But you can't teach good people skills. Like That's been kind of one of those things that's been said in locker rooms over the years. You've got to hire good people people to be your instructors because we can't teach that. But really, there's this whole science and this whole methodology around people skills and how you can train and develop people skills. And that's led into this topic. Yeah, I think, Chris, you were going to talk about there's five main areas you can think about emotional intelligence in. So the field of emotional intelligence has been defined by these five topics, self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills. And that's kind of the framework that builds what we talk about when we say emotional intelligence. When I'm looking at this list and I'm thinking about these five things, it really relates a lot to me to instruction. To me, the, the empathy is a huge piece of that. And so often it can be really easy for us to forget what it's like to be a beginner or forget what it's like to be scared at the top of a blue run before we're about to try something. And the empathy level is something I see in instructors that drops off sometimes. And that's something that I personally try to strive for, keeping high levels of empathy with the student. And sometimes I'm good at it, and sometimes I'm not so good at it. It's something I continue to try to work on, but that to me is one of the big, big points of that. I think that's one of the reasons we regularly talk about putting yourself back in the shoes of the beginner, right? Going and learning something new is really useful on that empathy side. If you can relate to the last time you tried something new and, and, and put that in your head as, what did it feel like? You know, so often we go up and do our one-footed J-turns on a little beginner slope, and to us, that's a a three foot rise, not a huge amount of terrain. And to them, they feel like they're standing at the top of Everest. And it's so easy for us to lose perspective of that beginner's experience when we're out there on that beginner hill 
100 days a year and you know and really teaching and we, we become desensitized to that fee, that first feeling of sliding or that first feeling of of being out of control on a snowboard and every time i go do something new i mean the last couple of years learning to hydrofoil behind a, a boat being completely out of control having that same sensation of the of the foil catching a wake and throwing you out into the air like that really anchored the learning back in my mind as as yeah this is how to empathize with with a guest yeah empathy is such an important skill uh, another one is that self-awareness piece and i see self-awareness in a lesson it's really about being able to control maybe not control but recognize that you might have certain emotions that pop up and it's easy to want to get frustrated sometimes when the group dynamic isn't going like you want in your group but you have to be able to recognize those and understand the effects that those might have on other people when i think about a good instructor they have the ability to have self-awareness of their own emotions so that then they can work on controlling them and understand how that actually affects the people they're teaching. Self-awareness ties really closely to empathy. So if you want to have empathy for someone else, it's helpful to be aware of your own self, your own identity. Another area I see self-awareness really kicking in for instructors is when you get out there and you feel that you don't have as much energy that's an element of self-awareness. Recognizing your own emotional state within your performance means that you can move into the next phase of that, which is self-regulation. So if you're aware enough to say, I'm not performing at 100% or, uh, you know, or maybe you're performing at 110%, maybe you're great, but being able to recognize where you are within your emotional spectrum is self-awareness. And that next step is to regulate that. So if you're recognizing that you're not at 100%, what can you do? How do you manage yourself to bring yourself up to 100%? And maybe that's going home and making sure you get a good night of sleep, or maybe there's something you can do in the moment to bring yourself up to the performance level you want. Yeah, that self-regulation piece is a lot about managing your reactions, isn't it? Some Sometimes we have lessons with people that we may not be the people we would choose to hang out with after work, that's just a fact of what we do, right? It's any, it's like any job. You have some, some good days, some bad days, and you've got to be able to manage your reactions to those situations. And the better you are at being honest in the self-awareness, the better you'll be at self-regulation. I think self-regulation is a big one for going both directions, both to our students, but also to our peers, and then also to those that are a step above us in, in supervisor management, right? That soup comes to you and says, Hey, I've got this really difficult lesson I need you to take today, Nick. And, and in your head, you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to backline today. I'm going to go ride park. Can you regulate your emotions that just swung from, I've got this idea for what I'm going to do today to, Oh, now I'm taking this five person ability split and equipment split. And I'm going to be on the beginner hill all day. That's self-regulation right there. Yeah. The other self-regulation to me is where you get a level five lesson on your roster and you're like, oh sweet, I'm gonna have a good day cruising around the mountain and you get there and you realize that the person's actually a level two. And you're like, oh, I didn't quite, I wasn't prepared for that. And my emotions, I was looking for this. Now I have to regulate my emotions to make sure I still fit that situation. Another piece of the emotional intelligence is the social skills. We're in a job that requires us to be very social. We have to work with others, not only just our peers, but we're working with teaching other people, leading groups of people around the hill. And having social skills is super important. The ability to pick up on jokes or the ability to interact and have a conversation with someone, whoever they are, from whatever background they may have, that is really important. You have to have the emotional intelligence to 
pick up on how they're speaking, their tone, their their affect, all those different things to be able to adjust how you actually interact with that person to make them feel comfortable. I know personally I can I can be pretty sarcastic sometimes. Hmm. And sometimes when you're relating with people who maybe don't understand sarcasm or don't have that same sense of humor, knowing that you have to dial that back or change your own affect so that you can create a good relationship there. Obviously, you know, around a group of kids, I'm, I'm not going to be super sarcastic. Around you, I'm going to be a little bit more sarcastic because we can relate on that level a little bit more. And, you know, you think about times that your social skills have fallen flat on their face. There's probably some element in jokes in, you know, in finding common ground where maybe you didn't regulate your social skills the way you needed to. It's all about adapting to the people who are in front of you, being a little bit of a chameleon and being able to read the situation, read the social environment, kind of, you know, you talk about what's the temperature of the room. You hear stand-up comics sometimes talk about like, oh, they got to get a read for the room to really see how they push. And that to me would be someone with a high level of social skill and a high level of skill in that area of emotional intelligence. When you talk about emotional intelligence, people boil that down to introversion and extroversion. And I think so often the topic of emotional intelligence is just way oversimplified to introvert and extrovert. And that certainly factors into the social skills. I think, you know, it's good to know, talk about self-regulation, talk about self-awareness, talk about social skills. Being introverted or being extroverted ties into that. But I think if you look across locker rooms, I actually think we have more introverts in the ski and snowboard instruction profession than extroverts. And I think it's because introverts tend to go home and create energy. They, they tend to be really good at managing their energy levels. And they have to give that energy all day in their lessons and in their interactions, but they're able to create it. Whereas extroverts need that social stimulation to continue to to give that energy and they have to, they, they gain that energy through the social interaction. You know, in my experience, I've seen a lot of introverts in these roles, but the world of emotional intelligence is so much bigger than that introvert and extrovert dichotomy. You also get into motivations. And I think this is one of the ones that's really relevant to the instructor career is as you're getting certified, what is, what is your motivation? And, and you have to have an interest in learning and self-improvement. And I think so often we see people get shut down in certification because maybe they don't have that internal motivation to continue pushing for their own betterment. They're looking for the certification on the wall. They're looking for the pin on their jacket as an external motivation. They want that, that diploma, but their internal motivation needs to be, I want to become a better version of myself. I want to push. And through this journey of, of bettering myself, I'm going to get certified. But I think those two often get, get flipped. And that motivation is, is a huge factor of uh, emotional intelligence. Motivation is absolutely a huge factor of emotional intelligence. And you see it in people who take failure as a way to get better. That's such a key thing, right? Is whenever you fail, it can be really easy to look at, look at, oh, well, um, place the blame elsewhere um, other than on yourself. But I see people who have good levels of emotional intelligence are being able to take that failure and morph it, turn it, shape it into something where they can get feedback from it and actually get better at what they do. And normally that's because they're motivated to truly be better at what they do, like you said, rather than just the pin or the, or the certification. I think that's one of the traits that really separates people that we see be successful 
in the long run in the career of, of ski and snowboard instruction versus people that get really frustrated by certification and, and stop pushing themselves is those people who do see the value in, in learning through the journey, right? And that the gold pin doesn't suddenly make you a better snowboard instructor. It's the process you went through to achieve that gold pin that actually made you the instructor that could get the gold pin. And I think it's that journey. It is those failures along the way that, that help you end up being successful. When you are able to take that perspective of being motivated for your own development and for your personal and professional growth. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So that's the overall topic of emotional intelligence and kind of the definition of it, how it fits into our job as instructors. Next week, we're going to talk about a few tips, a few strategies myself and Chris might, might use or maybe you could use to help get better at emotional intelligence. So please stay tuned for next week's episode. All I Really Need to Know I Learned from Snowboarding is a podcast by me, Nick Alfieri. And me, Chris Rogers. If you have thoughts on this week's episode, we'd love to hear from you. You can continue the conversation with us and other listeners on our Facebook page. You can also email us questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to discuss at our email address, learnedfromsnowboarding at gmail.com. If you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe, write a review, and help others find our show. Thanks for listening.